Welcome to the High Vibe Tribe podcast with me, your host, Dawn Owen. I'm a wife, a mom, and an entrepreneur, a speaker, a zero BS coach, and a lover of the high vibe life. I help business leaders like you create huge breakthroughs in their life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and impact you want and deserve. In this podcast, you will hear me talk all about mindset, money, and magic. The power trio that I know will get you where you want to go fast. This is the High Vibe Tribe podcast. Hey there, High Vibe Tribe. So here I am at the time of recording around four days post COVID. That's the shingles and COVID together, if you're not up to speed with what's been happening over the past couple of weeks. And I'm feeling good-ish. I'm not quite back to full vibes. And whilst I do know that it's going to take my body some time to recover, I also acknowledge that this time of year does leave me feeling... less than high vibe as fuck. At the time of recording, tomorrow is going to be the 15th anniversary of losing my mom. And this morning, I was just reflecting and just kind of the question that came up really was, can you imagine not seeing one of the people that you love most in the world for 15 years? And of course, I know a lot of you can, some far longer times, some less times. And it doesn't matter the length of time, the feelings are all still the same. They're maybe not as raw and all-consuming for me, but of course they're still there. So I'm feeling in this very reflective mood this morning. And I want to share something with you on the podcast today that I've been thinking about for a while. And I guess today just feels like the right time to share. So a bit of a different vibe from me on this episode. I'm going to be sharing a little bit of my story with you. And I still want to share in a way that's empowering to you because you know that's what I'm all about. And for years, I shied away from sharing my story for many reasons. One was definitely down to vulnerability. You know, it's it feels very raw for me to share this part of my life out loud And for many years, I did just keep it to myself. I didn't ever want to be the person who was, you know, the girl who had cancer or the girl who lost a mom or the girl who had depression. I don't, I really don't like labels or allowing myself to attach to identities in that way. So that because then we think, sorry, I then think that we live out those identities. We become too attached to them. We wear them like a coat. or a stylish cape. But I had it pointed out to me that parts of my journey could be helpful to others. And that's, I think, when I first started to consider how I would share. So, you know, like me, I can't half-ass anything. The first time I shared this story publicly was on stage as a keynote speaker at the Woman Who Awards two years ago. I think there was about 150 plus people in the audience. And I remember being far more nervous than I usually am when I'm about to speak. And I recognized that was because of the deeply personal nature of what I was going to be sharing that day. And it was scary as fuck. 
anyway, that keynote was titled Behind the Mask. And that's what I've decided to share with you today, because I know it's a phrase that still gets used a lot. And I want to I want to continue to come out from behind my own mask and encourage, you know, as many of you to do the same. So I'm not sure of the day that I first put my door mask on, but I'm pretty sure that it would have been somewhere around the 6th of August 2004. So at that time, I was living a great life. I'd had a fab childhood. I'd got a great career that had panned out exactly as I wanted it to. I was living in the house of my dreams. We had recently been knocked sideways a bit. My mom had been diagnosed with breast cancer eight months beforehand, but we were facing it as a family and she was responding really well to treatment. And just as I felt like everything was going to be okay, my whole world came crashing down around me again. After feeling a bit off, is the way I would describe it, for a few months and putting it down to stress, I did eventually go to the doctors. And over the course of a few weeks and some various tests and stuff, this culminated in me just being sat in a room where I was told that I had a tumour in my womb that was seven centimetres by six by six. And that it had spread to my chest cavity and also a little bit to my brain. I was told it was a very rare form of cancer, of course, and that I had to be in London in two days time as that's the only place that treated this form of cancer in the UK. It was a cancer called choriocarcinoma, if anyone's interested. So at that point, the room spun. Anyone who's been in a situation like that will totally understand you know, what happens at that moment. There was a rushing sound in my ears. And actually, my only thought at that time was, how am I going to tell my parents they're already going through hell? I definitely lost some time. I wasn't really paying attention to what was being said. The doctor's voice kind of floated in and out of my consciousness. And I absolutely believe that is what saved me in time. Because you see, in that time where I wasn't paying attention or was off somewhere else in my head. He explained to me that I had a 3% chance of survival. And in my mixed up brain, I translated it to 3% chance of dying, therefore 97% chance of survival. It's amazing what your unconscious mind can do for you. So we left the hospital and we went straight to see my mom and dad. And I remember sitting in the car and swallowing down the lump in my throat and kind of lifting my head and wobbling a bit, wobbling my head a little bit. And I think that was when the mask probably first went on. We delivered the news to my parents. You know, they cried. They were obviously really upset. I didn't actually cry in that moment. I was in that, you know, I need to be strong for them kind of mode. Don't get me wrong. I did obviously shed some tears, but all done in private, all behind closed doors. <clears throat> I spent nine months in hospital in London, isolated from everyone except my then partner. I didn't see my parents for three months as me and my mum had to be protected from each other. So we didn't pass any germs or viruses or anything like that between us. It was an absolute slog. I'm sure many of you know, chemotherapy is no joke. And I was on a particularly toxic regime of 48 hour cycles. Yes, there was the hair loss and sickness, of course. My mask just remained in place throughout. 
the nursing team at the hospital would often send other cancer patients to talk to me to catch some of my positivity. And inside, I was dying, literally. By this time, a professor, the professor that I had explained to me the real stats and what that meant. And I was just like in that mode of fine, no problem. I've got it. Just my mask was on. I didn't let it slip at all. Things did start to go well for me. The bits in my brain and my chest cavity had gone. Woo-hoo. But then the chemo did stop working and it wasn't shrinking the tumor that was in my womb. And so I was told I'd need to have surgery and that I wouldn't be able to have children afterwards. Again, I was just very matter of fact. It's not a problem. Crack on. When are we going to do it? You know, the mask that was in place. I think I would say that it kept me going, that, you know, having that mask protected me. Whether that was a good or bad thing at that time, I don't know. But I think it did certainly help me at that time. So the surgery worked. Everyone was amazed. Everyone was really happy. I was eventually allowed to come home. Everyone was over the moon. And of course, so was I. But I was also numb. I think by then the mask had become a permanent fixture without me even realizing. And it just kind of held off the real world. I think the only way I can describe it is it's like watching yourself in the movie of your life. You're like doing the things that you need to do. You're saying the things that you need to say and you're just getting through it, but you're not living it. So things started to return to normal or what I perceived as normal from behind my mask. I got stronger. I returned to work full time over the course of a year. My mom was better too. After her surgery, chemo and radiotherapy, she was given the all clear And I started to feel better in myself too. I started to live a little bit more. I wasn't wearing the mask all of the time. I still kept all of the stuff about having been ill locked away, like as if it had happened to someone else. And we just focused on the fact that both of us, me and my mom, had both beaten the big C. So fast forward a year and we were not for six when at a routine checkup, we discovered that mom's cancer had returned and it had spread and it was terminal. And we never asked the question of how long. Instead, we all just kind of carried on with our lives, taking holidays, shopping together, spending my dad's money, <laughs> spending just spending as much time together doing the things that we loved as we could, you know, as much time as we could. I got married three weeks after my mom received that news. It hadn't been planned beforehand. He asked, I said yes, believing it was the right thing to do. It had definitely been a huge part of my survival. And now with my mom, I just had this feeling of like, how can I ever meet someone who would understand that whole journey that we'd been through together? And how would I meet someone and have someone in my life who would never know my mom? So I said yes. I knew it was a chance to create some great memories with the family. So we had the wedding. My mum looked amazing. We did create some amazing memories. We all went away together to New York. Life appeared to be normal on the outside. Mm. On the inside, I definitely knew that marriage was a mistake. And I couldn't talk to the one person that I'd always talked to about this stuff, my mum. 
I didn't feel that I could burden her with this when she needed all her strength to fight. So my mask was definitely back in place at that point. Hey, just a quick word to let you know that today's podcast is proudly sponsored by Mulberry Design. Meet Sarah Sarkis. She's the driving force behind Mulberry Design, boasting over 25 years of web design expertise. She's not just a pro, she's your go-to guru for all things web. Sarah is a passionate advocate for female business owners, specializing in crafting contemporary WordPress websites that will turbocharge your online presence and boost your revenue like never before. Why do clients adore Sarah? It's not just her design finesse, it's her collaborative spirit. She's the perfect partner in success, blending technical ability with a warm, friendly approach that makes your website dreams a reality. At Mulberry Design, it's not just about creating you a website. It's about tapping into your inspiration, understanding your business needs, and ensuring your web presence syncs harmoniously with your vision. Go check out mulberrydesign.co.uk where Sarah's mission is to make your business shine or connect with her online at LinkedIn to start the conversation at linkedin.com forward slash Sarah Sarkis. That's Sarah Sarkis from Mulberry Design with over 25 years of web design excellence. We had two fabulous years with my mom. We packed a lot into them, let me tell you. The last few weeks were very difficult. Anyone who has been through this knows, you know, caring for someone you love in the final stages of their life is really tough. So the last few days were spent in hospital and we were very lucky to be able to spend all of that time with her. I'm an only child and me and my mom had always been incredibly close. My biological father had left her when I was very small and for a time it had just been the two of us. And I think that's when we just created this unbreakable bond between us. I remember like that moment that she left us. It just felt like my heart was physically ripped from my chest. I remember this noise going on and it was me it it was the scream that came up from my feet and just took over my whole body I just didn't want to leave her I just wanted to stay there with her for forever really and the days afterwards all blurred together I'm sure all of you have lost someone that you love it's a pain like no other the days just rolled into the weeks and I knew I was struggling, but no one else knew. I'd slipped my mask back on and it just remained there. Life went back to normal around me. Everyone told me how well I was doing, how strong I was being. But really, I was just spiralling. I was engulfed by depression and pain. I didn't admit it to anyone. I didn't even admit it to myself. I just like believed my own PR campaign that everything was fine and I was coping and I was this, you know, super strong person who nothing that had gone on in the past two years had affected. 
I was just going through the motions of life, but I was just cut off, if that makes sense. I was cold, unemotional, exhausted. I think exhausted because it felt like I was waking up each morning and getting the mask out of my bedside drawer and putting it on and then only taking it off before I went to sleep again. My then husband very helpfully told me that I needed to get some help. And I did go and see a counsellor and it did help a little, but I wasn't honest with her or myself. And so gradually things just went back to how they were before me with my mask in place all day, every day. And perhaps here we should explain a bit what about what I mean when I say behind the mask. It means that I'm talking about my life. I'm posting about my life, but I'm not living my life. And I think when you're doing that, you end up falling for this false self, this false life. Like, I think you actually fall in love with it and you believe it and it becomes your default. I was just so scared to let that mask slip for even a moment. I was so scared that someone would see that I I wasn't okay or that I would start crying and never be able to stop. That's a feeling that I had a lot. I felt like I had a hole right here in my middle and then it would just get so big it would swallow me up and it's not living that is not a life and I don't know how it came on me it was probably over a period of time but I just became so sick of living this kind of double life I was exhausted from it all and somewhere deep inside I mean (laughs) buried really deep inside I knew that I had to do something. I realized that I may as well have died the day that my mom died and I was just not living. And I realized that my mom would definitely have given me the biggest ass kicking for doing that. And so I started to wake up. My marriage broke up. That was a huge turning point. Everyone around us was amazed. They had no idea what had been going on because I'd had my mask in place so well. And slowly after that, I started to loosen the mask. I opened up to a few close friends about how I was really feeling and what was really going on inside. And it did help. And eventually I felt it was time for me to get some outside help of my own doing, not having been told by someone that I needed to. And so I got a coach and he helped me to work through my past and through my grief, and he showed me how I could miss my mom without being engulfed by the emotions that went along with that. And he gave me a fresh way of looking at things and definitely a clarity that I had not felt for years, really. I realized that over a period of time, I'd lost my confidence which even when I say it now, just feels like so mad, like me, door knowing, high vibe as fuck, in your face. I'd totally lost my confidence and lost myself and I hadn't even realised. And then slowly, very slowly, things started to get better for me and I let the mask slip even further. And eventually... You know, you realize that you are being you again, that you're having 
deeper relationships with people and that you're being honest again about who you are. And of course, it's all a work in progress. You don't go from masked dawn to unmasked dawn in a heartbeat. And of course, you know, there's still times when I catch myself with the mask in place. And I think that's the difference now that I can catch myself and I can choose to take that mask off and, you know, reveal the the real me and what I'm feeling underneath. And like I said, we are all a work in progress. And you all know that I like to look at what we can learn from the past as opposed to living in it or dwelling on it. And as you know, if you've been in my world for a while, I am all about taking action. And so I wanted to wrap up this podcast today with four big lessons that I learned from this part of my life. Um, And now I am married to a former police officer. I do love an acronym, as you well know. So I've made an acronym of the word mask. So these are my four big things that I've taken from this part of my story. The M is make best use of your network. Like I just didn't subscribe to this idea for years. I thought of myself as a lone wolf. I mean, that sounds so cool, doesn't it? Except wolves were in packs, yeah. <laughs> so fundamentally flawed thinking there, Dawn. <laughs> I should have noticed how when I was ill, it was a team that got me through. But even after that period, I still found it really hard to ask for help. Now I do know better. That doesn't mean that I'm still brilliant at it, but it's something that I am aware of. I believe that your relationships with the people around you, whether that's business or personal, are definitely one of your most valuable assets in terms of your happiness and success. You've heard it before. Who you surround yourself with matters, and that is definitely true. Surround yourself with positive, like-minded people, and don't be afraid to draw on them for their help and support, and be the one that offers that out to. The A in mask is for accept the past. Look, the past is the past. No one can change their past. And yet so many of us spend ages focusing on it. Why? I promise you this, if from today, this moment right now, if you accept that everything that has happened in your past has gone and can't be changed, you will experience an immediate shift in your life. I promise you, the past only has use for you if you use it to make positive change in the present. How do you do that? Well, a bit like I'm doing now. You look back at the past at a time in your life, a particular event, And you look at what the positive lessons are that you can learn from that thing in the past. So S is for share your story. This is a huge one for me personally. Like I said at the beginning, I don't share this story often. I sometimes share elements of it on a one-to-one basis. And why? Well, kind of like I said earlier, I worried that my story made me appear weak and vulnerable. And I literally just put it in a box and I tried to forget about that dawn. My mask was firmly in place at that time. I remember being at a dinner with five other businesswomen who I knew fairly well. And one of them asked me about when I was ill. 
which is how I always refer to that time in my life, like I had the flu or something. <laughs> and I remember going bright red and trying to sidestep the question, but she wasn't giving up. So I ended up sharing a little bit about having cancer, about losing my mom and the subsequent depression that I experienced afterwards. And when I finished, there was just this silence and I felt awful. Like if any of you have seen Brene Brown's TED Talks and she talks about a vulnerability hangover, I definitely had one in that moment. But what happened next absolutely blew me away. In some form or another, the ladies all said something along the lines of, wow, you know, we just thought you were really standoffish and aloof. <laughs> we feel like we actually know the real you now. We love that. I'm telling you, opening up did not feel good at that time. But the reactions that I got from those people made it a little easier. And from that night on, I started to prepare myself to get more comfortable with sharing my story because I knew the power it held in creating relationships and reaching people. And I guess this podcast today is another step on that journey. So share your story. You never know who you might reach, who needs to hear it that day and where it might lead you. And the K in mask is know the power of your mind. What would have happened if I had understood what 90, 97% morbidity rate meant? Would my mindset have been so positive? I really doubt it. I honestly do. I mean, as positive a person as I am, I think that would have been a really hard thing to hear and embrace and still be positive. Would I be here now? I don't know. But what I do know is that by the time I understood the true facts about what I was facing, I was already so embedded in that I'm getting better. I'm beating this mindset. They just didn't seem to impact me. Our minds are truly powerful. You know that I talk about how powerful our minds are. And too often I just see people stuck in an unresourceful mindset. They're beating themselves up. They're telling themselves they're not good enough. They believe in the trash that they tell themselves. They talk to themselves in a way that they would never talk to their best friend. If you knew and understood how powerful your own brain is, you would never say these things to yourself. We hold the key to everything we want to be, do or have in our minds. So my invitation to you is unlock yours and use it to catapult yourself forward in your life, your business, your career, your health, all your relationships, whatever it is. So let me just recap those four things for you. Make best use of your network. A, accept the past. S, share your story, and K, know the power of your mind. So that was definitely something a bit different from me today, but still with a powerful message for you all. I'd love to know if any of this resonated with you. Please do reach out and let me know. Oh, and before I pop off, don't forget that we've got our High Vibe Live event coming up on Sunday, the 19th of November. That is a day of transformation for you, my friend. 
a day where I'll be sharing coaching tools, tips and strategies to help you make make the changes that you want to see in your life and business. There are still some tickets left at the time of recording. So drop me a message if you'd like more details or you can see the link in the show notes. So that's it from me this week. I'm going to be back next week, of course, with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, remember to keep those vibes high. Thank you for listening to the High Vibe Tribe podcast with me, Dawn Owen. I'd love to know what your number one takeaway was from this episode. Feel free to screenshot the episode and tag me in on social media. And if you know someone who would enjoy it too, then don't keep it to yourself. Share the vibes. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified as soon as the next episode drops. If you're not already a part of the High Vibe Tribe community over on Facebook, then come and join us there. The link is in the show notes. And I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep those vibes high.